Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, <laughs> movies, animation, and comics. I'm your host, Josh Scar. With me, uh, not as always, but a very special guest is, uh, do we want to call you Becky or Rebecca? We can call you Rebecca. Rebecca? All right. Well, we've called you Becky in the past. I know the, the Lords of Swine people will get upset if we... It's true. If we don't if we deviate from becky so becky with two k's yes <laughs> spelled c-r-o-w and that is correct <laughs> <laughs> it took you a second what i got distracted because i accidentally tapped the desk it should be really fun because whenever becky's around it's always fun that's true that's why we it, it is a, it is a scientific fact <laughs> uh we've got a listicle this week of our favorite um We'll say cult classics. Uh, the original idea was to say like our favorite bad games, but we love these games. And then the other idea would be guilty pleasure games, but we're not ashamed to admit that I we like these games. At all ashamed. So it's not a guilty pleasure and they're not bad games. So they are cult classics in that sense. And therefore we will have our favorite cult classics. We're going to start by talking on a little, little Scar Wars here. Scar Wars. <laughs> Okay, prepare yourselves for battle. I will. I I should have a sting edit in. If you don't hear it, I apologize. But I, <laughs> I actually have a sound effect machine now that allows me to do this, thanks to my lovely wife. I was originally like, oh, it's the video game awards week. We can talk really quick about what we liked, what we didn't like. Sonic is going to go into Breath of the Wild, apparently. But I, I, what is that? I, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm interested. It, it looks interesting, but it's also Sonic, Team Sonic. So who the hell knows if it's going to be good? Yes. Uh, but then we got star wars eclipse and this is being produced and made by quantic dream which if you know anything they make movies that are video games you get a bunch of quick time events that interact with the game and then the plot just kind of plays out and your choices usually will impact things as they go along the way the games are usually gorgeous the games are usually really well received as far as the storyline goes people just don't like the quick time events but in the last four years They've come under a lot of scrutiny, and it's really interesting to see that, I should say upsetting, to see that Disney and Lucasfilm went to them to get this game made. When they had so many other options. And also, I mean, it's 2021. I am all a little tired of, what, like, Dune? Oh, well, the movie was gorgeous. Yeah, it's 2021. If your sci-fi movie and game doesn't look good, there's other problems that you have. It's kind of a given now. It yeah. should look good. You didn't have to go to only them to make your game look the way that it needed to look. Yeah, that was a weird choice now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know if he's the CEO or if he is the, the head designer or whoever he is. Uh, David Cage is his pseudonym. They're a French-based company, and he is just strife with controversy. He's got sexual allegations, workplace harassment. He's got all these things, but among other things, and I apologize in advance if I slip and I say a she. I'm going to try and keep the proper pronouns. They made a game, uh, Quantic Dream made a game called Beyond Two Souls featuring Elliot Page pre-transition. Quantic Dream, if you have played their games, they like to put in nude women. Elliot Page at the time was the only woman really in the, mo in the game. So they went in and said, I'm not doing nude. And this is, again, this game came out in about 2018, if I believe. So... They would be in about pre-transition phase at this yeah, point. Yeah, they, they, it still would have been before all of that. They, But they might have been taking treatments. They might have been doing something to start their transition to becoming Elliot Page. And the dude was like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. We won't take any nude scans of you or anything. 
but they ended up building a new scan of Elliot Page anyway. They hid it away in the in the code and hackers or data miners just went in and found it. And so everyone's like, oh, hey, we've got nude Elliot Page here. So it it's really dumbfounding to me that Disney and Lucasfilm would go to these people to have them make a game when there's they have just so much controversy surrounding them and they can't even hold on to a director for a movie, let alone a game that's going to take five to six years to produce. So little high horse for me like this is not Star Wars Eclipse looks amazing, has potential like anything else. Not a game we're going to really support, not a game we're going to talk about because of what is going on behind the scenes at that location. Well, and also, again, we're going to throw it back. It's 2021, 2022. We're better than this. That's the whole point. You might not have known, like, if you're buying a game, if you, you know, even five years ago, whether, like, who's behind the scenes and who's doing what. Like, everybody's kind of in the dark. And now that you do have that knowledge, it's kind of your responsibility to, like, make better choices just because it's something that you want to play or like that seems so silly like i want to do that stuff i don't know you have to pick and decide what feels good i refuse i won't ever go to chick-fil-a and anytime anyone comes to the gym and they talk about going i make a donation to any charity that they're absolutely against because we have one in town and you do not need to go there and they're obviously so blatantly against people like why would you want to support that so yeah no i'm not interested in uh, anything that they've got going on especially after that you can't just build a nude model because you want to and that's exactly what it is i want to do this i'm gonna do it i know people are gonna find it because that's what the people do like it's not like, oh no, they found this thing we put in the game. What a surprise. Like, no, you did it on purpose so people could find it. Don't like it. So that's it. And I, I agree 100% with Becky. Don't eat a Chick-fil-A. Don't. It's not good for you. It's not good. Going to Chick-fil-A, you guys. It's not even good. You could go get frozen waffles. I mean, I can't eat there anyway because they cook in peanut oil. Yes, so it's it's whatever for me anyway. But oh, did you know I'm allergic to peanuts and tree nuts, by the way? I did not. And I still keep eating them. <laughs> it's, it it's not going well. I'm slowly getting more. That explains why you're so swollen. <laughs> it's so weird. She's actually having to hold her mouth open with that one game that we like to play because her lips are so swollen. Had a peanut butter sandwich on the way here. And I, I ate like a coconut granola and I was like, gosh, my head's itchy. This is crazy. And I was like, right. I'm allergic to it. <laughs> All right. Good to know. So. We're twins. So moving on from Star Wars. Du, 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 du. <laughs> the topic, as we mentioned before, is our guilt, not guilty pleasure. We moved on from guilty We're pleasures. not guilty of anything anymore. It's our, the future. What did I say this topic was? I've already forgotten. Uh, cult classics. Cult classic that games like, that we like. That uh, many others may or may not particularly like. A game that if you set it in a discussion board like I did to Matthew... They would come at you and be like, what is wrong with you? Why do you like this trash game? I'm going to have to bleep out or edit out. Matthew. I, he can't be just Matt. It's his full name. We have too many people, especially uh, <laughs> one of my one of my buddies from For Real. He goes by Matt. So it, it becomes very confusing. Oh, let's call him Matthew. Matthew? Okay. I'll do it. Ready? Soundbite. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with Alex once before, so I can do that. <laughs> you mentioned you had three. I have four. So I want you to end on your big one that you even brought the strategy guide for. I did. I brought a visual aid for a podcast, <laughs> but really I brought it because I've had this for, oh my gosh, 10, 10 years. No, that would, that what? would be too long. I would have been a 19. So I've had it for 15 years, even Wait. probably even longer. 15, 16 Where, What's years. the publication date on that? Let's see, I was Can we say. tease the, the date? 
if it's even in here, I might have ripped out the first page. It should be ripped out the first page. Which seems no one needs to know who published this. Ripped out the first page. No, it's a not a book, so it would probably be in the back. Because not about it. Let's ah, well, copyright two thousand three for Square, but I'm assuming somewhere you're teasing too much. You're teasing too much. I'm sorry. Nerds that listen to this have probably already figured it out. They're gonna know. All right, two thousand and three. Oh my gosh, you could still... Oh, there's an ad for AOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old it is. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. AOL 9.0 optimized. Oh my gosh. Jeez. All right, that mine's a major throwback. Though. So so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna go one, two for me, and then we'll start one, one, and one mm-hmm. for the rest of them. So uh, I'm going to start with Assassin's Creed 3. Yes. People don't like this game for some they reason. They don't like it. I don't get it. I thought it was probably it was really fun, especially after doing three Ezio games. Yes, I still think Ezio is probably my favorite character out of all of them. If I had to pick a favorite Assassin's Creed, it would be Assassin's Creed 2. But three, it, yeah, highly underrated. I it, think it's very underrated, under, underappreciated. I think a lot of people really didn't get behind Connor because he wasn't as charismatic as Ezio. No, I just I don't know. The, the gameplay was great. I've. I honestly haven't played it. I only played the Assassin's Creed games once through because I, I can't go through that grind every time. You can't go back. But I remember the scene where he meets up with the guy that he's trying to kill and they like share a drink oh, before yes. or he's like dying and they just mm-hmm. share a drink. I can't remember the details exactly. The gameplay was great and it was one of the first ones that really built up the leveling up of gear because you start off with like a stick and twine for your bow and arrow and then you slowly build it up. You have a bunch of other stuff that you upgrade throughout other previous games, but this one really kind of uh, amped up the whole forging and the uh, grinding customization. for yeah and gearing up and everything. Which I did like because it's your in the other Assassin's Creed, it's show up at the shop, buy out the shop. Like especially once you have money, it just becomes like real robotic almost. Like go p- buy everything, sell all your other stuff, done. And I did like that. It's like well, if I'm not willing to go hunt whatever and get a bunch of them then it's you're not going to get that item exactly it kind of bled into assassin's creed 4 which everyone loves mostly because of the sea shanties and whatnot i listen i love sea shanties it's on my spotify right now (laughs) the long johns go listen to them they're amazing anyway so i i just think assassin's creed 3 gets a bum rap because it just it it did what an assassin's creed game wanted you to do plus it had a really compelling story i was like i like the story the story was really good it's just people did not latch on to connor for whatever reason they just didn't like that character the new assassin's creed 4 was like so again they went back to that kind of style of like swashbuckling like i don't care connor was very a very serious character i don't know people just didn't like him and didn't like the the character so he the game just kind of became this backdoor not even backdoor. It just went under the, just got swept under the rug and Ubisoft was just like, what? What Assassin's Creed 3? Assassin's Creed 4. Look at whale hunting. We love pirates. Let's throw a white one in there. We love whales. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt about that. Now go hunt Moby Dick. (laughs) And go get him. Although, oh God, those, the scenes with the like 18 harpoons sticking out of the whale. I was like, oh, can Mm. we go back to the, to the singing of the sea shanties? I recently watched The Heart of the Sea, which is the, inspired by the story that inspired Moby Dick. It was really interesting. I, I say that a lot too much. I say that too much. That's your tagline. It is my tagline. It's interesting. But it was it was a good movie and it was kind of compelling, but they they definitely just kind of focused more on the whale part of it than they did the actual interesting stuff in my opinion. Cause <laughs> 
in the real story, the whale only sinks the ship and then it's gone. And then they wash up on an island. They live there for a few days. Then they realize they need to get off the island. Otherwise, they're never going to be found. And a bunch of dissent happens and people try to kill each other. But they really focus more on creating parallels to Moby Dick instead of just inspiring that story. They skip focusing on character relationships, which is a big part of the story. True. Uh, the character that Chris Hemsworth plays, he like made a promise to the character that Tom Holland plays in the in the movie, which also young Tom Holland. So young. A baby in that. God, I forgot about it. He's a baby in that. They shift focus from the, the character relationships, and that's all I'm really trying to get at with all of this. Moving on to my next shit. What are we calling them again? <laughs> <laughs> I, Cult? Classics. Cult classics. Josh I should know this. Josh really wants to say guilty pleasures. I, I do because it's the, what comes to my head. I am proud because he's actively trying to change his, his words, which is, you know, he's proving to you how easy it is to learn something and then change your behavior. Why are we guilty? We like these things. <laughs> exactly. And Next one on my list is Fable 2, which is... I was so close to picking that. 99.998% like of a fantastic game. And then you get to the boss fight and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? That was, I think, my first playthrough. Because you, Josh gave me so much stuff. He gave me all the money. It's the first time I ever played anything online other than Halo with people. And I felt so cool. And he gave me all these weapons and items. And then I got to the game. The end didn't do the thing fast enough. And I did the same. I was like, that's it? <laughs> I do remember that. I, I really remember that disappointment. I was still living at home with my parents and I bought a, my first flat screen HD TV. It was a, like a 32 inch, which looks oh so tiny gosh. now. But at the time it was huge. It, was, it cost me $400 and I was just so excited that I could actually read the text because I bought the HD TV because I could not read the text on my usual old tube TV. The, the game was fantastic. I burned so many hours to it. Finally got to that boss fight and is just thinking... What could what's going to happen here? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> you you go into a bullet time slow motion boss fight and he's dead. That first fight with the or the fight with the troll was harder than that. God, those <laughs> trolls. <laughs> it was stressful. Any fight in that game was harder than that boss fight. It was it was a big letdown. And that's where it moved into a cult status is you you move into this fantastic world with great mechanics it really was kind of the breath of the wild of its time, except it, for the it, fact yes. with the loading screens. Yeah, that's really all. And I, I do remember, like, I wasn't, sh I'm very picky about video games. I don't like all of them, especially if I don't just get it almost right away. And Fable 2 was, that was like a, oh, like, okay, like, the magic system was great. I like the melee. I like everything, like, made sense. The only thing I couldn't do, I, I'm terrible at anything shooting in any game in the history of the universe. I'm probably everybody's mom when they play a video game. With the difference being that I want to be good and I'm interested, I just suck. <laughs> just not good. But I like watching other people play. But that was the first one. Like, I played it. I made it all the way through. I didn't look up anything on the internet or, like, have a game guide or anything. Like, I did it all on my own and I was real proud of myself. I love I, I use the little golden. One right now. <laughs> I use the little golden path all the time. Oh, wait, that's I couldn't tell. I couldn't was, tell where I was, was going. That was just cool. And yes, it was really hard to tell where you're going. Yeah, I, that, that part of the game. But like you, you had to smith and like you had to get a job in the game. You had to oh, you could buy your loot? you could buy your house. Look you that. you could get married. And that was also wasn't that one of the first games that had same sex marriages? Yes. Yep. And it was no big deal. I, you had to because it was they all had their own personalities that you could check. And they were they were predispositioned. So like also you couldn't just force anybody to marry you. They had to be 
You had to to romance them. Yeah, well, you had to romance them, and it had to say that they were interested in the opposite sex or the same sex. Yes. It would tell you, which I actually, I remember they thought that was really cool, that they they weren't doing it if they were not interested. So, yeah, they're all all preset to be whatever they are going to be. And that was a lot of fun. There was some really interesting stuff that they added in there, too. I can't remember off the top of my head. I said interesting again. Damn it. That's going to be a drinking game for this podcast. Or if Josh starts his own podcast network and lets me be on it with my own show about the Golden Girls um, and everything grandma related, it's going to be called All That's Interesting Podcast Network, I think. (laughs) Actually, no, Erica and I have already discussed this. Oh, it's not going to be interesting. No, it's not going to be interesting. It's going to be the Jelly Bean Podcast Network. Broadcasting Network, something like that. Ooh, broadcast. Okay. Jellybean, J-E-L-Y. Patent pending. Patent pending. Nobody take it. Nobody take it. We'll, we'll sue you. But yeah, if you want to have a, a Golden Girls podcast, you are more than welcome to it. We need that content. Hashtag content. I will make you so much content. I can talk <laughs> forever and loudly. <laughs> I can't do voices, though, so please don't ask. No, definitely not asking for voices. I really can't do voices either. We need Scotty for I that. I was going to say Scotty will be the, our guy for that. All right, so I've done my two. Moving on to yours, your first one. Okay, I'm glad that you picked Fable 2. I was thinking about it, but I was like, didn't everybody love this game? But I'm glad that you did it. I actually, maybe I'll change one of mine or very shortly just mention, I liked Fable 3. That was two thirds of a good game. I liked Fable 3. Once you got to being the ruler, it was a very different, not as fun game. Uh, It was very stressful. But like, um, I was just thinking some of the scenes, like when she, when they, you go overseas, uh, I should have said they, because whoever, who knows what your character was, but I was always a she, when you go overseas and they do like the darkness or whatever thing where that guy gets, uh, oh man, the guy that's going around with you and he gets like infected with all the, those dark shadow creatures. I couldn't tell you. I've, I, I rem- Fable I'm, three is another one of those I Assassin's Creed saw games. And I, I, I played them probably like once a year, every year. But when you're going through that cavern and it's all shadows and like everything starts getting dark, I just thought that was, it looked super cool. The monsters were really cool. It was interesting. You had to go, you're leading him across the desert, like by the hand kind of thing. Like, so you had to stop, fight, and then grab. There was like a Fable 3, there was a lot of missions where you had to grab people by the hand. I do, like, that's like a, I do remember that. I do remember that too. There, there were a lot of those, uh, I think it was Dead Rising had a lot of that too, yes. where you just lead the person by the hand. Yeah, and you're like, I, I, I can't fight right now because I'm holding your hand. Legend of Zelda when you're in uh, Lord Jabu Jabu's mouth and <laughs> you have to carry that friggin' princess around and then throw her across the room. That was always very stressful. But I just, just to say, I know that Fable 3, everybody was like, eh, it's missing a lot of stuff. Very true. But I still rather enjoyed it right up until you became the ruler. And then I was very stressed out. <laughs> and I liked that Reaver was back in the game, just living his life, doing his thing, being terrible. <laughs> just being a bad guy. The the other one, which doesn't won't take long to talk about, my game is Tekken, the, the Tekken series. I didn't really like Street Fighter or um, what was the other more popular one? Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Um, Virtual Fighter. Yeah. Well, oh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. So we weren't, not that my parents knew anything about any of the content. My mom thought Tony Hawk was Tomahawk when we asked her <laughs> for it. And she didn't know how she felt about them riding around on skateboards, scalping people. And we were like, Mom, it's Tony Hawk, like the skateboarder. And then she was like, oh, that's fine. But so they didn't know any of the content. But I know Dead or Alive had the girls on the front. And I, it was my dad who was like, um, I, I don't think I'm going to get that for you guys. But I, I don't know why we picked Tekken, but we did. 
And that's, we played it obsessively. That was the one that had the cheetah man, wasn't it? Oh my or God, yes. Tiger man? King. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. Rebecca has the great, Becky has the greatest <laughs> memory of all humans in the history of the universe. And it's real irritating. I can like in my head, all of their like cutscene stories. Like when you play through the campaign mode and like get all those like secret little things or whatever, I can play all of those in my head. Like Julia doing her butterfly thing and King uh going to the hospital and like fighting that other guy nina learning that steve is her son spoiler alert <laughs> and they're the same age also spoiler alert because that's just strange there's a lot going on in that game oh nina had a sister named anna that was her alternate skin <laughs> christy and eddie were alternate skins i seriously you're just the, you're Tiger. just the wiki page for <laughs> really, i really am i let me tell you how much i liked it that much <laughs> i but I, I would we would go through and only play the girl characters but I, we did Tekken Tag Team, which was cool. That was a neat uh, thing when we played it. So you could tag in and out and pick, like, your two characters that were going to be tagged. And then your boss at the end was the girl that had, like, a wolf creature behind her. That was, like, the ultimate character to get. I, I never played it on the home console. I remember that was a big Dreamcast get. Yes, big one. Uh, but I remember playing it every, every now and then. Uh, here's a very old sentence. At the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> in the in like those big arcade cabinets and I everything <laughs> although i'm pretty sure that they had it at laser quest they had that and maybe cruise and exotica and i think that's where we played that or it was at the movie theater whatever our arcades around here were there were it was one of oh yeah two. our local movie theaters used to have arcade yeah, units, so, yeah didn't they? had it and that was like that's dance revolution cruise and exotica and then they had the shooting game, whatever it was at the time, and then they had like a, a a Tekken or some sort of fighting game. But I know I was just talking about with Lewis. He didn't like, he doesn't like them because you just button mash. There's no, there's no finesse. I'm like, there's combos. I just don't choose to learn them. <laughs> Listen, if someone's capoeira fighting, you, they're gonna beat you every time with that stupid spinning kick they do. That's how I won every single campaign. So yeah, Tekken's your first one. Yeah. Next one on my list, I have Dragon Age Two. Okay. Yes. Dragon Age Origins, one of my all-time favorite games. Dragon Age Inquisition, one of my all-time greatest regrets. I never got past the tutorial level because they changed the combat system so drastically between all three games. I could not get a grasp on you know it. I remember you talking about that and being so frustrated about it that I didn't even bother. Because Dragon Age was hard enough for me already. I love the first game. The first game, the only thing that would have really been anything to improve on would have been having voice acting for the main character. Yes. But it was also supposed to be a throwback to classic Baldur's Gate and Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. So I get what they were going for with it. But the silent protagonist thing, even at that point, was really played out. The only game that really gets away with it anymore is Legend of Zelda. I was going to say, and also, wait, was it Fable? Fable 2 was silent protagonist. Oh, yeah, that's it right. Was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had to think about that. I was like, nope, you were a silent protagonist. Because in Fable 3, you were no longer a silent protagonist. I don't remember. You're you're the wiki page for this game. I am the wiki page for everything. So Dragon Age 2, it kind of continues on from Dragon Age Origins. The game that you played prior does have impact on how the game perceives the world. Which so, I love that. Always a, good, always a good little detail. So like the mages could be more free or they could actually be... Uh, more persecuted and then same with the elves the elves could have a little bit more freedom or they they might have a different way of living based on how the your previous playthroughs happened and then different characters will show up based on whether or not they lived or died where dragon age 2 really kind of fell through was they mass affected it and not in a good way was they threw in the dialogue wheel instead of having the dialogue options like they had in dragon age origins 
and then they just kind of made it a button masher and, and where you, you pull yeah. the trigger you hit x to uh hit people and it just it really impacted how the game played obviously they focused more on graphics than they did gameplay and that really impacted it which could be an ea thing where ea went wow you guys did something amazing with mass effect 2 can you do that to Dragon Age 2? And they didn't know what the heck to do. So they went, they like Mass Effect 2. Let's just We'll try to work bring those in. elements in over here. Exactly. Uh, the, the story is still fine, but the problem is it plays as a three-act structure where each act kind of contains its own story, but it builds towards something. Even, yeah, even all the way towards the end. It feels very finite still. From what I remember, because again, I, haven't, I, I used to play that game like once a year as well. I put a lot of time into the 360 Bioware games. Uh, so the first act is you go up against one of the, I can't remember the name of the, the, the species, but there's like a horned race, which wasn't a horned race in the first game. They did some uh, redesigns there as well. And you, you beat the big guy and then you become the champion and your, <laughs> your sibling is like, Oh man, you're the champion. I'm going to go run away and be a mage. So you're like, okay, cool. We'll see you in, six years <laughs> this won't come back to bite us in the ass at all <laughs> and then you do something in the with the dwarves i believe the, the i remember there being specifically uh i think no that, that's actually the first game there's a, a dwarf child who wants to become a mage but dwarves have no magic in them so they can't um but the the, the three-act structure just it it worked but it didn't work because it didn't feel cohesive yeah like you were like i'm done with this part and now i'm moving on to the next part i only ever watched that one being played but i remember being like is this a different game like what's does the nothing you just didn't really matter anymore yeah it, it was really different i still enjoyed it I, the gameplay i think was fine for what it was it just wasn't the same and then again the story really suffered but i still enjoy it and i think it's a cult classic i could see yeah i could i could, I could agree with that mine's definitely a cult classic the Sims, all of them. I know that it's either everyone's like, yeah, The Sims, but it's either you got it or you didn't. It is a game about nothing. There is really nothing in between on The Sims. There, because there's there, it, it, there is nothing to do. It is the Seinfeld of games. <laughs> and now it's like a big thing, you know. You've got like that, you know, the, all those like little indie games where it's like, all right, go around this party, pet the dog or whatever. You're not, you're not doing anything in the game, and the whole point. But I remember like. My sister and I were hardcore on going through and being like, all right, you you have the baby. And then it's like a small child toddler. And then it's an adult. Like, you you got those skills. You sent them to school. They got really good grades. And, like, I think I had all the expansion packs. So I went all the way through, like, university on through to an adult. And then I remember I think we, like, we challenged ourselves to make, like, the longest generation we could. But I just, like, it, like looking back on now, that's hours and hours days and weeks of playing that game for nothing really uh, so i never played the sims I'm, I'm one of those there really is no in between on the sims it's either you've played it and you love it or you haven't played it and you're not gonna play it because you're like why yeah there's there is no reason to pick it up and i it made sense like i think the sims one was out and kind of popular now i i and we an idea for an episode is what got you into video games if you haven't done that yet because now i'm thinking like why how i grew that, up in the 80s and well how <laughs> the hell i didn't i'm young unlike some of us <laughs> even though i act like i'm old but i'm just trying to think like 
who bought us the sims like did we see it at like the store like because the game you know used to be like displayed really cool like did we try it it was a pc game so i don't know how anyone would actually demo that i yeah so i'm like i don't know why we got it i know we had a game that was like a kids picks and it was kind of like built into like the roller coaster tycoon and all those games but however we got into it i mean we had money and time invested every expansion pack for the sims 1 and the sims 2 and then for the sims 3 i was just poor and didn't have a good computer so i i did stop after this but yeah i I figured that you i remembered that you had not played and i figured that that, that, i was like i don't know if it's because you're a boy or i mean my my best friend is a kid he played i think sims 2 and he he played in a way that I guess that somehow our character, he made a, an avatar for me as well. Huh. And our avatars ended up being a couple. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's precious. Well, you know, my little brother played and like, we always did this weird thing. When we played games. I could not possibly describe how my brother and I played games together. Cause it's, it sounds weird when, when I say it now, but we played everything. Like it was a game of house. I, I don't know. I have no idea how we came up with that again, but we had played the Sims like very seriously. Like we were, playing a very important game of house but we would also do that with like banjo tooie and uh donkey kong the like multiplayer battle modes so we would just go around and like not kill each other right off the bat and i know everybody else was like blasting through the game trying to absolutely destroy the people they were playing against oh what a sensitive little boy (laughs) not maybe as much anymore but he's a little sensey when we were growing up so he loved the sims he was just really bad at it and one time we took all the doors off his house and they starved to death. (laughs) That wasn't very nice of us. I think that's the other appeal to the Sims is that eventually you just can uh, absolutely murder people. Yeah. Awful way possible. And it's hilarious every time. (laughs) All right. So moving on to the grand finale is here. Okay. Josh's big game. My big game is final fantasy eight. Yes. This game came out obviously after final fantasy seven. If you know anything about math and People were all excited because Final Fantasy VII was this huge hit. It was the game that saved the franchise. It was the game that really just kind of brought people into RPGs or JRPGs even. I'm not sure if Final, at least Final Fantasy VII counts as a JRPG. You are asking the wrong girl. I don't think Turn-based RPGs. We'll say that. Yeah. So... Final Fantasy VIII, I, I didn't I didn't play Final Fantasy VII. My my best friend who played The Sims, he played Final Fantasy VII. Secretly love with you, obviously. <laughs> We're just going to move on past that, though. He bought Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, oh, cool. I will play this game because I'm a child, and I will also play games that my friends play because I don't know how to say no and how to make decisions for myself. And went to Best Buy with my dad, and they didn't have Final Fantasy VII because that game was like three or four years old at that point. So I bought Final Fantasy VIII thinking it's not going to be any it's different. It's going to be the same. And so booted it up and it looked amazing. I was like, this does, this looks nothing like Final Fantasy VII. This looks fantastic. These say, are that's properly a, proportioned yeah, people. Yeah, that's a big jump in games. You got properly proportioned people. And I apologize if I sound a little different. I just choked on some water. Yep. That ballroom scene on disc one as well, where you first meet Renoa and Squall, even in 1997 or 1998, when that game came out on a tube TV, mm-hmm. on a PlayStation one, that looked amazing. It was really cool. And they, they had a whole dance routine. And then again, at the end of disc one, you have the big parade with the witch. And again, you, she's gorgeous and in standard definition, probably like 175 P 
I don't even. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, there isn't even any numbers for that anymore. Yeah, there, there's not even anything to really describe what the definition rate or frame rate is for that. It, but it's, it looked fantastic. And it, it's no wonder the game was four discs long. But it still was great. And people didn't like it because the, the junction system was different from the summon system. Yeah. Which, personally, between having played other games that have the summon system, I like the junction system better. I just felt it was more fluid and it made more sense to me. Maybe it's because that was my initial exposure to uh, this like sort maybe of thing. Because I, you know what? I think I did. I, I, again, Final Fantasy VIII was what I half played, half watched. Because that's just, we didn't share anything. So I had to watch everything being played. But I think I did the summon system first. So I was, I was more used to that. I, I liked it better. But not to say that the junction system wasn't a really good idea. It was its own thing. Like... I don't even know. You can't, can you can you say better or worse? I uh, yeah, it is its own thing. It's hard. You can compare them, but you're you're kind of doing a disservice to the two of them. Uh, the only real complaint I have about Final Fantasy VIII is that it does have the live leveling system. Yeah. So the char- the creatures and the boss fights and whatever they will level up with your character. So you can't just grind out and get to level one hundred and then fight a level seventy boss and destroy them. You are still going to have to fight a level one hundred boss when you're level one hundred. Which I. I'm actually a big fan of, which I will mention. It means the game is being played the way it's meant to be played. Yes, which I would say when I talk about my game, that's a part of that too that I actually really like. That you can't now that I'm older and I you know know more that people are doing speed runs, like level one runs, all that kind of stuff. And like with some games, yes, it works, but with some, like you you just can't do that. You can't spend all your time in the first area, go and then just blast your way through the game because it's just a different kind of play. Exactly. So I get it, but I'm not that player. And I would never be. I like to play the games as they're meant to be played. I'm a big... Uh, I have like 80 game guides, I'm sure. <laughs> so they're all stacked up in my house. I've got three or four, mostly Mass Effect and Dragon Age ones. I don't think I bought... Uh, I should have a Batman Arkham City one lying around somewhere too. I say, I like the game guides. I always think that's so funny. I actually... My least favorite feature in Assassin's Creed is when you turn on like the map, when you go see the map and it shows you where all the treasure chests are. I, kn- I don't know why I hate that so much. You have to really, do a little bit of work I, to get there. You have to climb the towers yeah, and synchronize. Yeah, but it still shows you like exactly where it is. And I'm always like, why do I hate this when I'm like the queen of downloading game guides or buying them? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, this is too easy. So I don't know if Final Fantasy VIII is really a cult classic or not, but, or not, yeah, cult classic. That's the word it, we're only using. Only because same thing, it came after like such a, an amazing like people were obsessed unhealthily so with seven and then you have something that's so wildly different people just don't like different i think that's also the thing if you don't like 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 that idea of like a doctor who or like that that idea that you don't have the same characters every season that you don't have the same exact storylines like you have some like the elements that work you keep but then you also add new things that's how final fantasy works like, they know the things that make them popular, but then they change every single game so that everyone, you are playing a different game. Except opposed, for 13? Ex- yeah, well, let's not even talk about that. <laughs> that'll be on a different isn't podcast. That a, isn't that called Classic? Games we truly hate. <laughs> not called Classics Part 2? That's the who, why, <laughs> where's Lightning, and why is everybody talking about her? How does her hair not get in her face constantly? She has the most 2004 haircut she for really, a woman in really any video game. does. That, when it came out, was so edgy. That hair. And then, ugh, the picked, ugh, don't even. Uh, <laughs> I was so mad at that game. So mad at that game. So, uh, games we're mad at small tie in here i haven't actually ever finished final fantasy 8 because again i played that when i was 11 12 years old as a kid 
didn't have the time to devote to it. And, <laughs> and I couldn't find a strategy guide. There was just a lot of stuff. I love the game, love the gameplay. For the most part, I love the story, but I could never get past like disc three. They re did the Final Fantasy VIII remaster earlier this year or maybe late last year. I don't remember. Uh, oh, yeah, it, I don't, remember I don't know if it's remaster. Yeah, I think it's a remaster because it's just upgraded. It's not a re-release. It's some kind of re-release, whatever. So I am actually at the end of disc three and my playthrough on my remaster play. Ooh. And I have the setup. If anyone has seen it, I have recently done a stream for the opening to Halo Infinite, which I was... Rebecca was commenting on. Rebecca was commenting on. (laughs) And she, uh, apparently in that Halo playthrough also, my goal was to get to the the open world segment and call it a night. Because it was, I usually go to bed about 8.30 (laughs) and I just, I was exhausted. I was like, I don't know where I am and I just want to go to bed. This is very confusing. So I, I got to a point where I'm just like, is this game just going to keep me away from the open world? What is happening? I beat a boss and I just was like, I'm calling it a night. No one's watching this anyway. I think I've gotten like six or seven views since, which is cool. But I just, I, my buddy Marcos messaged me. He's like, hey, dude, you were literally outside the doors to take you to the open oh world. My God. <laughs> and you're like, why didn't you tell me this soon? Why weren't you watching my stream and telling me no, 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 play, play, play. You're right there. That's good timing. <laughs> you know, the universe knew you were like, all right, I need to go to sleep and then go. to. So, the- yeah, the next time I boot it up, it'll actually be a good, yeah, good it's, segue. It's a good place to start. So I am planning on doing a stream of finally beating Final Fantasy eight for the yeah. first time. So I don't know if it's going to take me 12 hours to do it, but we'll figure something out. I don't know if it's going to be a stream or if it's just going to be a capture that I'll upload to YouTube. But I have the means to do such a thing. So I will do that. I will watch it and make comments. <laughs> Josh, you are so bad at video games. What are you doing? Why are you even podcasting? You're not good at that either. <laughs> that is going to be my third or fourth podcast on the network is um, just called Rebecca Reacts <laughs> to everything and anything. Because no, that is we're, truly we're anti-reaction videos on this on No, this no, network. no, just podcasts. <laughs> not, not the face reactions. Um, you're going to have me watch you play a game and I'm going to be like, what? what is he doing? What's that guy's name? Why is he in this part? Who knows? <laughs> Why is who is Squall? Rhino? Rhino. These these names are ridiculous. He would never be in a dress. <laughs> it's the wrong game. Look at look at Zell with his weird pants. Uh, I love old games, and I actually I love Final Fantasy fashion. It, Final Fantasy fashion is great. I mean, we should definitely bring back the uh, crop top leather jacket with the muscle shirt underneath yes plain and, white tee well and then um the uh, well actually no this is fine they're those zoot suit pants that's what those are the ankles are really tight the pants are flared and then the waist is whatever that's a real that's that's yeah parachute that, pants mc yeah. hammer wore them yeah well but a little bit before that they were called zoot suit pants and then they were illegal it's a whole big thing anyway <laughs> look up the zoot suit riots it's crazy all right and the the creme de la creme the the cream of the crop the... Truly, okay, Becky's favorite game of all time. I'm going to say, okay, well, no, the second favorite. It's almost tied for first, but it's second because it's the second of two games. Final Fantasy X-2. That is, I I know that everybody hates that game. I love it. It's so utterly fantastic. And for the people that are that interacted with us when I teased this out on on Twitter earlier when uh, in the day when we were recording this, I really hope you were thinking we were going to talk about ten and not ten two. <laughs> it, I apologize, but at the same time, I am not sorry. 
No, wait, did you? I was going to say, what is that from the little thing that you posted on Twitter with the girls? Because that's 100%. 10, 2, and then Riku does like that little smile. So that whole intro scene. Let me just take you through the game step by step. Uh, and then the <laughs> podcast will be over. Maybe that's my fourth podcast. <laughs> just, re- just describing games from memory. <laughs> <laughs> Cutscenes and all. Actually, I'm not going to do the gameplay. Just going to go straight cutscenes for that one. Because I remember all of them. Literally, the game is playing in my head right now because I have played it so often. And, and when I saw, I think it was last winter, maybe, when I just went on my Xbox One and saw that you could get the remaster 10 and 10 2, because I actually bought it off of Steam, and then my laptop's not great for stuff like that, so I think I got a little bit of the way through 10 2, but not a lot. And uh, so right now I'm playing 10, but I'm trying to go really slow because I'm already in the calm lands, and I'm like, I don't want to finish because then I, I'm going to have this, and then I'm going to start 10 2, and then that's going to be over, and I'm going to be really, really sad. But yes, I have the game guide. I bought them together. But my mom and sister picked me up from elementary school and Matthew had a day off for some reason. I don't know why. And I got in the car and they were like, oh, we went to Best Buy and we picked out this game for you that you might like for your PlayStation 2. I'm like, all right, like, what's it about? And my mom's like, I have no idea. But it had three girls on the cover. And it's like, you know, Riku's cute blonde girl. Yuna's got like her cute little brunette short hair. And then Payne's the dark, mysterious, blah, 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 blah. But I just remember they picked it solely for the cover and I played it with my sister, and then I have played it ever since. Just, oh, I just love it. And everything that people hate about it are my favorite things about it. <laughs> <laughs> that opening scene where she's like a pop star, but it's not even her, but it's kind of her. And it's like, how did Yuna become a pop star? And what's happening in this world? Man, I had that song on I'm like four different mix CDs. <laughs> I also had the Thunder Plane song on like four different CDs. Yep, I downloaded them. I actually, you know what? I uh, illegally downloaded them from Ooh. Zanga. I found oh, I found the links on Zanga and downloaded them to my computer because I loved them that much. But the good things about the game that I think people do either like or hate, but for the most part like, is that um, it was, you could not, so in Final Fantasy X, when you finally got to like the uh, quote-unquote open world part where you could go back and do everything after you get the airship, um, you go back to Besaid Island, which is the very first area you are in the game, basically. And you still have the same amount of enemy encounters, but they're all level two. So it's more of an annoyance than every anything that you, like, you know, one hit and done. But still, it's annoying that you just have to stop the game and, like, you know, play all those battles. When But every chapter, because, yeah, Final Fantasy X-2 is done in chapters, five of them. Every time you ideally go back to Besaid... That's where your missions start from or whatever. But all your monsters level up accordingly. So you're not just like slogging through the same parts like over and over. Even though technically you're back to the beginning of the game. Like finish out all those missions and then go back to the game. I also like the dress spheres. Did you ever watch those? I have not seen anything on 10 too. Like that's a live stream for you it that really I would was, watch. Because it, it was uh, absolutely hilarious. Uh, the dress sphere was... Basically, that's like your equipment. So you could equip like um, like a, an accessory or whatever, give yourself a boost of whatever you want. But if you were in the game, you were changing job classes as like your battle went on. And if you didn't make your decision, like it was it was turn based, but not because your turn was up. But if the monster's going and you're you know, walking away from somewhere, you're gonna get destroyed. Whereas in ten, I remember the time I just left it on overnight because I couldn't beat the boss. You can't pause it. 
But if it's your turn, the boss is not going to do anything. But in 10 2, you had to, like, know what you were doing. But there's, oh, my, they all had their own, like, dress sphere system. And it was like watching Sailor Moon. They, they throw up their accessory. They go through this whole big thing and they transform. And it was, as a girl, like, in, yeah, middle school, it was just phenomenal. It was so fun to watch. It's fun now. I have a huge smile on my face. I'm thinking about going home and playing it. I'm it's so an infectious excited. smile too. I'm 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 just sitting here watching you ram ramble on about this. Hugging my like, book to my I, chest. I, <laughs> I love this game so much. I have no idea what's being said, but you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying your joy. I know. I just I it's like I know it's just one of those games. A lot of the cutscenes are awful. The idea that you're like going around trying to find all they say in the game is him because you could name your character. So if it wasn't Titus, who knows what name you picked? It could have been something stupid like Josh. <laughs> Let's go find Josh or whatever. Even though they never said his name and never addressed him like for that reason. But he wasn't a silent protagonist. I don't understand why they let you name him whatever, even though he was not a silent protagonist. So you would think they would just give him his name. They would just go by pronouns. It's I, fine. I don't know. But so they went by pronouns. And then so all they do is say, it does look a lot like him. And then <laughs> what's the, oh, you travel around, you find these spheres, and then all of a sudden it gets real political, which is great. And they actually do a really good job. But man, some of them, it's so, some of those scenes are so girly. There's one where Yuna's like, I was supposed to marry him, like, you know, when I was a summoner, but obviously we don't do that anymore. And the, all the girls are like, they're like jumping up and down and giggling because it's, it's like a cute guy. It's just so out of place and hilarious. If you ever want to laugh, just look up um, Riku saying monkey and uh, it'll give you so much joy. <laughs> it is so badly animated and the voice acting is so bad for it fantastic also probably the worst mini games which i'm not a big mini game person but the calm lands was three or four different mini games and they were all why am i playing this what is the point of this and a lot of random ones like you're trying to marry this guy off so every time you talk to npcs you could have like side suggestions and then like you had to pitch whether or not this guy was going to get like a line of wives to marry him or something I don't even know, and then you were selling like stock for a company in one of them. We we really need to find a way to get me to watch you play this because <laughs> I will I will create a stream and I will edit the shit out of it so that we can put monetize this and content or whatever. This sounds amazing, and I just want to sit there and be like, "What the fuck is happening now?" The entire game, you would be sitting there like, "What? What the fuck? What?" The f- oh, another concert? Oh, okay. Ooh, but also the cutscenes? Beautiful. It's true. It's almost kind of astounding sometimes how dumb Yuna's face looks <laughs> in the non-cutscene parts because it's really weirdly thrown together. But that was the first sequel they did, right? The direct one? I believe so. I think it was the very first one. Yeah. Yep. And then it was... 11, 12, well, which 12 was online. Or or was 11 the one online and 12 was the one that wasn't. Actually, let's let's check the back of my guide. Does your guide actually tell you? I think it does. It actually has like a little. Oh, what's it? Uh, that eleven was online. Xi. I think twelve was online too, wasn't it? No. So then, Final Fantasy twelve was. Uh, let me give you an insight. <laughs> Final Fantasy twelve was the last Final Fantasy on the PlayStation two, which I also loved. People didn't like it because it was highly political, but I actually super loved it, uh, and it was really fucking difficult. Um, but that one was a. Uh, yeah, I think that one was all on the system. No online play. 
I just remember having to get the expansion port so you could actually play it online with that 11. Yeah, that was that was all 11. I, I never played that because I didn't do anything online, so I had no idea what it was, especially with the PlayStation 2. I was like, what? I never played it, but I remember seeing those chunky expansion yes. ports for the PS2. Yep, that's what that was. Then it was, of course, they did 13, which was the one with lightning. And it was a big deal because I was the first non-PlayStation exclusive yes, one in forever. It was, and I was excited about that, but um, that's not a guilty pleasure. That game just sucks. And then they made two sequels somehow. I, I for some do reason. not know how, but it's people probably people liked cosplaying as lightning. They did well. People feel the same way about my love for Final Fantasy X too. They're like, "Why did you make this?" And it's like, "Cause it's a cash cow." Which shout out to my friend Courtney. The first time I ever actually met her, she was cosplaying as lightning at a at C two E two. That's fantastic. Also C two E two. Going on right now. Miss it. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was a good one. You know what? I'm going to go to a Golden Girls Con. <laughs> it's called Golden Con. And uh, Betty White is the only one that's going to be there? I don't know. She probably won't be there. It's a bunch of drag queens. Oh. <laughs> and it's fabulous. It's even better. I think they're going to do a live episode and um, like a bunch of other, like, I think they have some creators and like characters that come, but I mean, they're all so old. <laughs> who I'm probably the only person there who remembers what everybody is. Oh, there's other people. I know there's a Golden Girls podcast out there that keeps getting suggested to me. Is it the is it the one where they talk about go through and talk? I think it's out, I, out, out on the lanai. Again, this is one of those because it is excellent. This is one of those properties where I I've seen it. I remember watching it in journalism class in high school, but I never paid attention to it. I just knew there was B. Arthur and was it Blanche was a was a <laughs> room clan hand, and she was a hoe. That's that's what I was thinking. Okay, Betty White so. was Rose Nyland. So she was just the ditzy one, right? Yes. So on was it Maud? B. Arthur's show. Rue McClanahan is like the kind of ditzy sweet one. And then Rose is like kind of the neighborhood trollop. And the idea when they got like the table read is they wanted to switch. They were like, no, I, I did this already. So Blan- like Rue McClanahan's like, I want to be like, I want to do the crazy lady kind of thing. And oh, did she do a good job? If it's old, I'm going to love it. Okay, well. I'm really, I'm really excited to play Final Fantasy. I have to finish 10. And then I'm going to play 10 too, and I'm very excited about it. I promise we will find a way to get us to stream Final Fantasy 10 2 at some point so that you can gush about it <laughs> and I can sit there and just be like, what the hell are you smoking? Does this count as a reaction video, Josh? Because I think that counts as a reaction video. No, because it's a live stream <laughs> and it, my face will not be on there. No one needs to see this face. That's true. Oh, God, the live. You're going you're gonna to see me like <laughs> jumping in the wrong place. My cats won't even look at me. <laughs> They're like, I don't even, I can't do this right now. It's too much. So Rebecca, Becky, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to call it there. And before we go, I do want to read a couple of reviews because we have reviews. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Say where we are in the chart. You say where you are in the chart. Well, this was like three weeks ago at this point. So, so we were number 13 it. on one of the indie charts, Woo! which is super cool. And it's largely thanks to these reviews that we've been getting. Uh, Tim had a, a five-star rating on our Shang-Chi review said saw Shang-Chi review with a decent amount of new to me Easter eggs. I appreciate the spoiler non-spoiler divide just in case. Uh, Dan from casting views left a five-star review said, love the discussion around a portal movie mm-hmm. would be absolutely immense. And there was one fan letter from the Lords of Swine to Becky, <laughs> but it looks like it's disappeared through <gasps> the good good pods app so i'm not sure lords of swine either they changed it or <laughs> or they didn't oh, or they didn't but i i have it Rebe- rebecca saved it so of course i did it's about me why wouldn't i have 
I'm like, come on, I'm all, I'm all about this. While she's looking for it, we really appreciate the reviews. We really appreciate putting us up on that leaderboard. We are number 13, which is super cool. Uh, We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Good Pods. Just really blown away at how we shot up those charts and just thank you so much to anyone who's listening. Yeah, if you like a podcast, like I know it seems kind of dumb, if you listen to five different podcasts, go, it is, rate, review, subscribe, that same thing you hear every single podcast say, but that's how people, one, know I should make more content because people are enjoying this, and two, it you know, other people can see what they're up to if you like it why wouldn't you want other people to check it out so that's that's one of those things i know it's hard to remember to do like product reviews but on podcasts especially like it just helps come on we're all content creators in the uh quarantine which is never ending and still going on and the world's terrible what did you do (laughs) you turn to the media you turn to makers so support your makers please and thank you and not shitty ones and then here's my review that's all about me um, and not about anybody else, especially the podcast. Becky gets a five-star review. <laughs> it was episode 19, The Why of Futurama. Uh, this is my favorite episode so far. Futurama is one of my favorite series ever. Also mine. Love Becky and all of her opinions. And she's super cute. This episode, especially in the beginning when you guys are talking about Star Wars. Can't wait to see if Josh changed his tune on The Mandalorian. LOL. Which, speaking speaking of which, I did actually go back and listen to that episode. I said I was burned out on Star Wars. You I didn't did. say anything about The Mandalorian. I was just kind of like... Ugh, more Disney more Star Wars stuff. content. The Mandalorian is fantastic. I love it. I'm not watching Boba Fett, though. I hate Boba Fett. Boba Fett sucks. I will probably watch it as like a whole thing once all like 10 episodes come out because I got to know. But anything with Boba Fett is strictly fan service. Just trying to fix it. They're service. trying to fix the character. Can't He's a out. bumbling idiot. Yep. As, if he doesn't get his rocket pack hit and he goes flying into a wall at least once in the series, it's a failure in my opinion. All they're trying to do is be like, he's the badass that everyone thought he was. No, he's not. No, they should have Chris Hemsworth in a helmet, ad-libbing everything, <laughs> improving everything, because he would be excellent at running into walls and playing a bumbling <laughs> buffoon of a guy who somehow still turns out to be a badass hero. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, God, that's a genius idea. Why does anyone pay me for this shit? You're not getting your checks? No, I'm not actually. Oh, my well, royalties. Well, we'll have overseas to overseas <laughs> from all the people that listen to the podcast. Oh no, it's the the it's the postmaster general. It's his fault. Oh well, I'll give him a call. Sounds great. So again, thank you so much. We're we're on Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, Anchor, all these podcast services. Please leave us a rating. Please subscribe so we know that people are out there. We just hit 300 plays. And that's even with like backlogs. We we lost all of our old data from when we lost our hosting service and we took our hiatus. Somehow we've still managed to get an additional 300 plays that have been recorded through Anchor. And then we, I don't know how many have played through Good Pods or anything like that. So people are listening to us, at least in a, a modicum of Hey, space. if 300 people were in this room listening to us, it'd be pretty exciting. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would say, I wouldn't say no to a, a 300 person hall at C2E2. Oh my God, you guys, maybe, maybe Josh will go and do live podcasts. I would do a live podcast yes. at C2E2 if I could, if I got invited. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at Josh underscore Scar. You can follow the podcast at Talking Smack Pod on Twitter. You can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. Rebecca, do you have anything you want to really put out there on social media or, I mean, you're not on Twitter, so. I know I'm kind of boring. I'm not on Twitter, but I do make nerdy art every once in a while and I don't have a lot of it posted, but, um, I do embroidery and clay. 
projects, we'll call them. And that's uh, Irene.imagines on uh, Instagram. And then my own. If you want to see how cute my dog is, Becky.Romes or Bex Roman Fitness on uh, Instagram. My dog is the cutest you'll ever see. Bo is and very cute. And he watches me play video games. He loves Final Fantasy X. If I turn it on and he hears the battle noise, he'll run into the room to sit down and watch me play it. Yep. It's totally not mom sitting on the couch time for no, Smuggles. No, it's, uh, it's not. He sits on the ground and watches the TV. That's impressive. Yeah, if your character runs in and out, he watches it. It's great. <laughs> and then uh, I do also need to throw out, we have the YouTube channel where I did the, oh, yes. the Halo stream. So uh, there is multiple Talking Smacks, SMACs on YouTube. We're the one with the yellow and red. And I believe it's the one where all of our host avatars are like hovered around in a circle, which art done by Beppo. You can find her at Beppo, uh, B-E-P-B-O. So give her a like. She does commissions if you're looking for anything. So uh, I don't know if she's going to appreciate me putting that out there, (laughs) but yeah, she, she does that too. But thanks again for listening and you guys have yourselves a great week. Bye.